I'm Charlie Hipwood, CEO of Mass Ventures. And I'm Stacy Swider, an investor at Mass Ventures. And we welcome you to the Fundable Founder, where we'll be exploring relevant topics for technology entrepreneurs to help them succeed in raising capital and in growing their businesses. As a founder who started and ran three companies, I didn't know what I didn't know when I first set out. <laughs> but you eventually figured things out, right? For the most part, through trial and error and mentorship. But now as a VC, I'm frequently advising entrepreneurs on the same topics. So Stacy and I are here to share that earned wisdom with you, along with the experts that we interview on a variety of subjects. We are. The roadmap to a successful startup is at your fingertips. So turn up the volume and grab the keys to success for your fundable founder journey. Okay, so we're on to our uh, another in our SBIR series. Um, Stacy's done a great job of walking us through the basics, walking us through um, you know the ten keys to success, walking us through the application process. So of course, the next kind of high level topic is I've won. Now what do I do? <laughs> now what? Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? What did I get myself into? <laughs> For sure. So, for sure. so what happens first? So what happens first is it's a little confusing sometimes is you actually get selected for an award before you're chosen. So, or you're, you're, maybe that's the same thing before you get the award, there's a period where you're selected, mm -hmm. but not awarded. And there'll be some back and forth. There might be a lot of questions or a few questions. You'll be with some contracting officer and they're going to be checking on some compliance things. So basically the federal government reserve the, you get chosen for the award, but you don't actually win the award until they do their due diligence and all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. So it's just a little bit of a confusing period. So sometimes you have to monitor a website. Okay. They will communicate by emails or they'll monitor websites. So you just want to be really alert for that because they'll take like four months to get back to you. But then they'll say, we need this information. You have to get it to us in 24 hours. Right, right. They're really like, so it's asymmetric that way. So just be careful about that. And then you, you answer questions or you change the budget by one number, by $1 and, and you're on your way. Okay, good. So uh, then- Go ahead. So then the paperwork comes, the actual paperwork comes. And this is where SVR is really great. And it's great that it has this- um, it's an umbrella law, mute my computer, uh, because it, it, it's pretty boilerplate. And so pretty much the award will come in and you just sign it, just review it to make sure the dates are correct, the dollar amounts are correct. Um, if, it, if it looks correct, just sign it. Don't, you cannot negotiate anything. It's a SIBR. It's, it's not so a negotiation. It's not worth getting an attorney to start looking at it or anything? No, you don't need an attorney. This is the federal government. They've been doing this since 1982. It's a boilerplate thing for them. And if you raise your hand and say, oh, you said I was going to start June 15th, but this says July 15th, like they will delay you for a year. Right, right. Because now you have to go through all through the contracts office again. And, oh, they, you know, they're they're like they moved on or working on other things. So they're like, we'll get to you when we get to you. <laughs> so yeah. just sign it and send it back. <laughs> so, you know, once you've signed it and sent it back, what happens next? So then you start getting money. There's two hey. types of <laughs> money. There's two types of awards. There's grants. So 
almost half of all SBRs are grants. And this is the National Institute of Health, National Science Foundation, Department of Energy, and then some of the smaller ones. Fully half of others are contracts. Okay. That's Department of Defense, NASA, Homeland Security, and maybe a couple others. So with a grant, it's like super great because they just they just go, go plop and they just put money in your bank account. Right. And then they're like, don't, don't call me, don't talk to me. I'll check in with you in a quarter. Usually there's a kickoff meeting. Um, if they say, do you want 80% of the money up front? You say, yes, please. Who <laughs> knows what the federal government's gonna do, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, they have their own budgets and all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of malarkey in Washington. So just- but I'm sure that everything that you sign says, you know, this is subject to availability of funds or things not being- it's right? super like, one way. They yeah. they reserve the right. They can cancel you at any time. Exactly. So, and it's even trickier, more strict when you're on a contract. So for that side of the equation, when you're on a contract, what that means is that you're providing a service to, or a product to the U.S. government, and you have to provide a deliverable is what they call it. So a deliverable in an SBIR is typically, at least for me, a monthly report. Okay. And always make that your deliverable if you can. If you have to have a deliverable, you're like, it's a monthly report. So I wrote like so many monthly reports. You have no idea, probably hundreds. Um, so when you submit the monthly report, then you get paid. So the problem with Department of Defense and them is like, you wait for it to start. So say it starts August 1st, then you do a month of work, you submit the monthly report, and then it's like net 30. So you don't get paid till September 30th. They do pay really quickly. They're really great, but their mechanism is good, but it's just a little slower. Got it. The Air Force has been hacking that a bit by saying, just, just we'll give you a little bit of money up front. Give us your PowerPoint. They make it a fake deliverable and you will give you some money right away. So you're not starving, but, but the grants are a little better that way. NSF, DOE, NIH, like, boop, here's your money. So. And take as much as you can up front. Yeah. So have a bank account. <laughs> um, and then how do you how do you handle how that money is used, right? Um, right. So now you really need to do that indirect cost. So we didn't touch on this in writing proposal. We didn't talk about the cost proposal. So when you're writing a pr proposal, there's your exposition. There's your technical plan, your what, the tasks you will do, your technical description, your commercialization plan, the tasks you'll do, and, the, and then your resumes and stuff. And then there's a budget. And uh, in your budget, you can and should have indirect costs because now here you go. You need to have a ADP or paychecks or something. Right. I, right. I think it's best to do something professional and let them handle it and let them pay the FICA and all the right. stuff that they figure out and they keep track of it for you. If you're doing something with Department of Defense or Homeland Security, again, the contracts probably want time cards. Right. Might um, might want to do it for everybody in the event of an audit. So even NSF, these can be very simple. We just did ours in Excel, like monthly, like just very simple, but roughly how much time did you spend this week on the program? Right. Because you're doing other things in your day. Um, you should get an accountant. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you take the money in and then SBIRs. 
I'm sorry? Are there accountants that specialize in SBIRs? There are. Uh, we had one. Uh, she was she specialized in it. Uh, it is. I think it is good to have a, there's firms that specialize in it. Um, I wish I had a quick list. It, it is something that I, I should pull together. We'll, um, we'll provide those like Jameson and company and, you know, firms like that that really specialize in it. Well, and you, you said a, a nasty word before, and that was audit. <laughs> Wait, Wait they audit? (laughs) Yes, they do. Uh, Things they will, so generally they they don't, but we got audited twice when I was at KSM and both times was because something a competitor was doing actually. Oh. And it just, it kicked off some things that they raised questions about. And I don't think anything was wrong either way, anywhere. Um, It just, it just kicked and and it's like ding dong and you're like hi and you open the door in the lobby and they're like hi i'm mike from the defense contract auditing (laughs) and you're like oh hi like (laughs) surprise yep can we come in and look around it's like sure yep so um they do audit it's always a surprise i talked to a lawyer um he told me he he had clients who were audited by NIH. And what they were really looking for was use of, um, he was an IP lawyer. So they were looking for any sort of shell game of using SBIR funds for IP, which is illegal. So you can't do do marketing sales or IP. I forgot to mention IP in the last video. So, uh, So I said, well, how do they figure that out? And he's like, well, it's easy. If SBIR is their only source of income, Right. And they patented something. So you got to show that you got mom's money or something to pay for the IP or you put your own money in. Or the Mass Ventures Start Award. That would be or the Mass Ventures Start Award. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's a great use of funds. Actually, there's also something called TABA, T-A-B-A. Uh-huh. And in phase two, you can get an extra 50K and you can patent all you want with that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and so you mentioned phase two, like, you're doing all this stuff during phase one, you've got the money, you're accounting for it properly, you're prepared for an audit, should that happen? Yeah, uh, and I, just one last thing about auditing, it's a slap on the wrist your first time. Sure. If they show up and you're all, nobody's has bought a Porsche and you all like <laughs> pretty much seem honest, they're just like, okay, let us teach you how to do this correctly. Exactly. So it's more of a, a, a class. Yep. But, you know, fool me once, fool me twice, like they're going to come down on you. So you're doing everything properly. And then what, when do you start thinking about the phase two and going about the phase two? Right, so actually you're really thinking about it in phase, when you're writing the phase one. Okay. You're really thinking about the next three years because you're saying, what do I need to learn in phase one to convince say the Department of Energy to give me a phase two? So you wanna be collecting that information in the phase one you're running through that obstacle course of your own design, but you're collecting that data. Look, it works at hundred terahertz, right? So yep. it's like, look, we, we saw one blip. We think we're onto something. Uh, communicate, right? It's, it's, just, it's just, these are just people, make friends, right? So communicate, do great work, communicate that you're doing great work. It's totally okay to have something fail. Like I remember I put in this like electrochemistry type thing in my program, I was trying to figure something out and it was like a disaster. I really didn't know electrochemistry. 
the material I was working with was really not suitable for it. I wasn't going to find what I was looking for because we started to figure out other ways to find what we we're looking for that were also better. So I just, I just told Department of Homeland Security, I'm like, I'm not going to do task six anymore. Like it's done. Yep. So you just, you just communicate that in your reports and it's okay to have problems. It's, it's supposed to be hard to do what you're doing. Right. That's why they're funding you. They're funding you before you're really eligible for anyone else. It's supposed to be hard. So you're doing your phase one, your phase one final report is often your phase two proposal, honestly. Got it. Or your phase two proposal, if, if, if this asynchronous, if the phase one reports do after your phase two proposals do, your phase two proposal should open basically with a summary of how stinking amazing you are on your phase one. <laughs> so it's rainbows and unicorns, people. Awesome. This is what we said we we're going to do. We did it all. We got this great data. It's super promise- promising. I think we think the market size is like 12 quadrillion dollars. We've made all these friends. Look, there's a letter of support from General Motors. You know, like just be awesome. Yep, that's that's great advice. Um, and I think if you if you watch some of the videos in our How to Raise Equity, it's it's same same advice, right? It's you're huh. taking these people on a journey with you, and you're um, yeah, and and you gotta be super honest at the same time. Like I had a I had a program. I'm sort of put on it and it was one year in and nothing had been done on it. And well, uh, very little had been done, I, I should. And then I get working on it. Sorry, we're nine months in. I work on it for three months. I'm trying all this crazy stuff. I'm spinning these ampules. I'm doing all this stuff with these molten salts and nothing's working. These things are completely immiscible. Nothing's working. And I'm writing these monthly reports going, it went really badly. I tried this, it's garbage. I did this, it cracked everything. You know, it's like everything's cracked and broken and horrible. And Homeland Security canceled the program after one year. They canceled me. And I thought, Stacy, you are such an idiot. I'm thinking, I'm sure my boss was like, you know, the owner of the company was not thrilled. Right. Um, and then Homeland Security proceeded to fund me like $5 million over the next four years. Because what I was reporting was totally congruent with what Lawrence Berkeley National Lab was also. Oh, interesting. And I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's all, again, it's relationships. If, if, you know, it's just, I'm now, I was, I'm just a nerd. So I was just being like, oh, here's the data. But um, you want to be honest, obviously. These are, everyone figures it out if you're not. Exactly. Well, good. Any any other final words of wisdom on what to do once you've won the money? No, I, I just hit the ground running. Call those partners that you were going to work with. Start before you get the money, if you can afford to do that. Get a little traction so your first monthly report is really good. And also, if you have a program manager that doesn't communicate, don't take it too personally. Sometimes they're duds. Most of them, like 90% are awesome. There's 2% that are just duds. They just don't care. They're like, ah, oh, we just have to get rid of this money. Right. Um, sometimes they just don't communicate um, because there is there's a lot of laws around showing favoritism. So, and they're very confusing laws. So they just don't, they'll, they really care, but they feel uncomfortable getting too close to you. Got it. 
Got it. Don't ever quote them. If they tell you, you did a great job, we love you. Don't quote them. Don't put that on your website. That, that feels very illegal to them. Got it. And then if you ever email them, just keep it super brief because this is Washington, D.C. Like they're just looking at their phone. They can see two sentences. <laughs> just quick update. Everything worked today you know, or whatever. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fundable Founder. Please go to our website at mass-ventures.com for more information on Mass Ventures and where you can also find other episodes just like this.